0: I'm Scott Lakeman, getting through this in Manhattan.
1: And I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles. A woman in India, that would be my wife, Cece Rotel, revealed last night in a re- our regular phone conversation that pundit, a word we often use on this podcast, pundit is actually an Indian word for person of learned wisdom. Scotty, this will be shocking news to viewers of cable news And it leads to some obvious questions. Who's in charge of making sure pundits are persons of learned wisdom? What state or federal agency certifies that pundits know what they are pontificating on? Should pundits three be licensed? Should there be a standardized test like the LSATs for lawyers or like medical professionals in New York who are required to periodically reestablish their credentials and take a test to prove that they're up in the latest medical advances, should not pundits be required to take tests on whether or not they're up to the latest current events? Scott, your opinion on this is especially valuable for you are
0: a pundit. Well, Tommy, I only wish that CeCe's helpful definition of a, a pundit as a person of learned wisdom really applied to all those men and women who stare blankly at the camera for minutes on end, surrounded by three or more other pundits in boxes. Uh, Alas, the level of discourse we hear from 90% of these pundits is far from learned and and, and really borders on vapid. I realize speaking ill about my fellow pundits may be seen as butting the hand that feeds me, but frankly, I've never been offered food in my capacity as a pundit, (laughs) although (laughs) bottled water has sometimes been available. And to clarify, I would never entertain the notion of biting my own hand, much less that of an employer. <laughs> Scotty, as someone whose cat
1: often bites the hand that feeds him, I appreciate your vow never to bite the hand that feeds you or, or even the hand that only provides bottled water. <laughs> Scotty, you're a model for all of us. I only wish Oliver, my cat, could take your message to heart and stop biting my hand. Once I even went to a doctor because Oliver's fangs broke my skin and there was swelling. Would I turn into a cat man? (laughs) Fortunately, I was saved from that fate with simple over-the-counter disinfectant.
0: Well, uh, Tommy, you know, the the most uh, often used job description of a pundit is you always see strategist, which is as meaningless a term as the word natural. I mean, only people who are truly expert in their field should be seen on news broadcasts. And I would even go... A step further, make a plea for a pundit-free, strategist-free, and expert-free newscast. Just report the news in factual detail that we can then draw our own conclusions instead of basing our opinions on the opinions of the often unlearned pundits. And and let's go back to the days of the great Eric Severide, who delivered non-opinion opinion opinion pieces, (laughs) no hint of a strong position, anything, or even what the topic was. So let's go back to the days when Walter Cronkite intoned, and that's the way it is. Scotty, I am
1: so moved by your proposal to end punditry for the sake of humanity. What other pundit would have the courage of his convictions and the selfless devotion to the truth to renounce his own profession? Scotty, well, it's true that you wear several hats as a podcaster, comic, and comedy professor, your bold renunciation of the entire punditry Industry is a profile and courage. And Scotty, I salute you even as I salute our nation's veterans on this Veterans Day.
0: Well, Tommy, the reason, maybe one of the reasons why I did uh, boldly uh, criticize some in the podcast industry is that, as you say, I wear several hats podcaster, comic, comedy professor. That's three hats. Yeah. And Tommy, uh, it just doesn't work. It's unwieldy. <laughs> uh, it, it gets too many looks from people. I, you know, I only see their eyes, but they're mm-hmm. looking. They're questioning. You know, the doormen are very nice about it, going like, "Hey, Mister Many Hats." You know, they've and I don't know. I just can't. You mean be- that
1: you, you mean you wear them at the same time? Oh, and yes. You- the,
0: well, that's the thing. Yeah. So it's just too you many. You literally to-
1: wear hats. It, it's not yeah. just an expression. Oh, not you. to me.
0: Not to. No. <laughs> Maybe the You're, others might uh, <laughs> take it very seriously. Very seriously.
1: So, and you wear them at the same time. Let this, uh, let's first of all, let's just imagine what your podcast hat is on. I, I, I picture it to be a sort of a, uh, it's sort of like a kind of a. It sort of starts bulbous and then it kind of rounds at the top and 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 is flat with a little tassel on it. I don't know. I'm just. It's
0: it's I'm so. It's it actually more rectangular, <laughs> or much like the phone that I hold. So that's a cap, more of a cap with a bill, you know, uh, <laughs> over it. Uh, but that actually has one of four. I'm forgetting. Yes. Yeah, so this podcast, pundit, comic, comedy professor. I, obviously, I don't have to tell our listeners that comedy professor is a, uh, you know, a, a, a great a mortarboard. A mortarboard. Yeah, that's obvious. Uh, <laughs> the course. comic. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of ways that could go. Sometimes I just turn my podcast cap around the backwards <laughs> hey he's a comic oh that's funny you know the- that's it
1: that's a great use so that you wear one hat for two different professions i mean well, that you know, actually, I, I don't think anybody's yeah. ever done that before
0: no and actually so that's why i was thinking three and of course it's four uh but it is the that way i can get away with three hats yeah, no questions. that's
1: a great idea because then yeah. you could say when people well scotty you wear several hats you can point you can correct them say excuse me yes i do but for some of my prof- uh, uh, for at least two of my professions, I wear one hat and I just turn it around.
0: <laughs> exactly. Back. Yes. So uh, I mean, it,
1: it's it's I think, you know, I mean, that's just uh, it's going to seem almost like a gotcha situation. But, uh, uh, you know, you'll I'm sure you'll say it in a good natured way so that the that the uh, reporter doesn't feel humiliated.
0: No, no. And it's a technicality. I mean, there's some purist old school people say, no, no, no. If you do four things, you got to wear four separate hats, and that's the way it always has been, Tommy. But I, as, I, as I've said, it's unwieldy. It's uh, in, in its day, it was like, well, there, you know, it was in the eighteen nineties, early nineteen hundreds. That was expected to see men of varying hats because everyone wore hats, so why not have three more? Of yeah, I, I, but, I, mean, I, I
1: think what what um, I think what a lot of our podcast listeners are, and I guess I, I guess we can just call them listeners. We don't have to say podcast listeners yeah. anymore, do we? Uh, no. We don't have to identify them. Uh, oh, there's such a thing as overly identifying uh, groups of people, and, and and we try to avoid that here. But uh, So let's just call them our listeners.
0: No, that's good point. And
1: say that they are uh, probably intrigued, I'm guessing, uh, let's say, um, uh, possibly uh, surprised that uh, the expression, he wears several hats, could be actually literally um your whole approach to your many careers i mean you have when you have multiple professions you know you're a, you're a comedy professor you're a podcaster and you're a pundit and, and i mean apart from just the three hats are there different shirts that you wear different pants i mean no that's
0: an interesting question of course comedian so it's it's the four but as we've said the the one multi-purpose cat that's that takes care of two uh no they've never gone that far i've not heard anybody saying you know he wears several yeah he wears a lot of different shirts because that's assume everyone can do that yeah everyone can do that like
1: uh, well scott wears several pants well i mean it seems like it would be something that um maybe a finnish reporter <laughs> you know maybe it's an expression in finland That, uh, well, a person wears several pants means he has, he's good at many things, you know, again, this is, this is speculative, um, linguistics right now.
0: Yes. And it could be getting back to our discussion about waiters, uh, that the rubber pants that, uh, fishermen (laughs) and and, uh, reporters wear in hurricanes, uh, that could be an expression there too. Waiters,
1: right? Waiters. Yeah. I yeah. always, whenever we say waiters, I picture a waiter in a restaurant. Of course, we mean waiters yeah. with D, with a D. Yes, and those are these enormous boots that fishermen, you know, who like who, who, yeah, and not not sport fishermen, not actual, you know, people who do it for a living, but no. sports fishermen as they wade into swampy waters and and they're, they're and and you see them with their with their rod and reel and these this rubber pants is l- there's no other word for them they're yeah. rubber pants that go all the way up to to the to their chest and but they they're also uh boots right they mo- they're they're one single they're, they've
0: unified footwear with pants well yeah it's like a one miracle of rubber yeah, you know, the onesie people wear is pajamas, uh, it is a rubber onesie. And and that's an interesting thing because, uh, yes, it is a boot, it starts as a boot, but if it goes all the way up, uh, when does it stop being a boot and take on the properties of a pant? <laughs> and it doesn't stop there, it becomes a shirting as well. So yes. this really is something, And you know, a lot of people have never heard of it. I was a little unclear when we first No, it, it. It, uh, it, it's you know, Right, it it's not in your the world.
1: Waiters yeah. are not a part of the Brooklyn scene. If you want to fish, no. you just go over to the to the edge of some pier on in in Brighton Beach or something like that.
0: And I mean, fly. there is a big fishing community on Sheephead Bay, but but again, they're not but, jumping in the bay. And no, they, they
1: go into into boats and they go out and fish for yeah. real. Um, but people who wear waiters that they're doing it by choice. It's not their job for the most part. It's something like, you know, I love to fish. I love going fishing. They always drop the G's at the end of the words yeah. of things that they like to do. I love going fishing. And, uh, of course, that means putting on the waders. You know, the big, and, like, yeah. is that a great present for a fisherman, like a new pair of waders? Oh,
0: sure it is. You can never have enough waders because they get wet. And then uh, you want to go back out for night fishing. Uh, And uh, you know you want to have a nice fresh set of waiters waiting, and that could be the headline, the famous uh, "Don't uh, a man should always have another pad of waiters waiting." And it'd be 1940s. Yeah. Dear, I have something just for you before your night fishing. Or yeah. what could it be? A steak? Well, steaks are fine. I'll prepare a fine feast on Sunday after church. But now you need waiters, and yeah. you know. Uh, well,
1: no, I mean that's uh, the idea uh, that uh, I mean to me it's the most unattractive, and I don't I hate to say this uh, uh, at only eleven minutes into this uh, podcast I, I, yeah. I would have preferred to wait a little bit longer uh, to reveal this um, fact, but I, about myself and it's a, a, and uh, and it's about the whole kind of uh, culture of fishing. I just can't see myself ever doing anything voluntarily where I had to wear rubber boot pants that uh, become almost, as you say, almost a shirt because they go up to the chest.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: But I think you wear suspenders to hold them up or something like that. Yeah.
0: No, I I wouldn't fish for any reason, but especially for that. Now, as a reporter, I guess if I was pressed into duty covering hurricane stricken cities, uh, then they do. They do I I see. Yeah. at least partial waiters or maybe right. the full.
1: No, those are real waiters. And they go out into the. Uh, it, yeah. If, if there's floods, you know, that's right, Scotty. You, you know, you really raise a, uh, an interesting point that um, that waiters can be worn by first responders who are rescuing people from floods. And and certainly yeah. they can be reporters. And probably the question is, Scotty, and I think that we're tiptoeing around it. Can dancers wear waiters? I mean, are 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 is that just something that you just if you're a dancer, you never put on a pair of waiters.
0: Well, no, and of course it's the classic rain scene singing in the rain with Mr. Yeah. Kelly and well, yet he's wearing a about. he's wearing a fine suit and no yeah. waiters. And I think it would have detracted from the scene, the heavy, the tremendously heavy rubber weight. He couldn't leap in the air the way he did. No. He wouldn't look so stylish. He wouldn't obviously. tap. You wouldn't hear the tapping no. sound. <laughs> no. the he would just waddle, warble, <laughs> waddle, you know, and hearing that watery sound. And no, it would not be the same scene.
1: So, you, so you're so you saying flat out, if, if, if somebody is a, a dancer, let's say, a person of the dance, let's yeah. call them, um, that's not the ideal birthday present
0: well unless you do especially during these times with theaters shuttered and then i do love avant-garde dance because very often there is nudity that seems to be yeah, uh, about the, uh, no, uh, the avant- I, dance. you can have nudity but uh, that would be an nice avant-garde project people splashing in the water and and yeah. you know i could see that so then the waiters might uh come into effect no you know.
1: i you you're absolutely right avant-garde dance uh, uh I could see avant-garde doing a, a, a dance troupe uh doing um yeah doing some sort of dance and waiters but I can't yeah and 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 everybody going oh that's really amazing how you could do I mean n- nobody ever thought you could do that um my I guess the next question is do you see a time when waiters becomes just that's what we wear when it's it, 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 when global warming causes the rise in the sea level. Will we all be wearing waders because we'll, well through water? Well, across the street.
0: Well, like that about would be something. Two
1: or three feet of water, I assume. Well, that would
0: be a great way, Tommy. Uh, we came up with a great ad campaign to save the world and planet and from gold, global warming because that you know a lot of times there's a global warming and heat it doesn't register with people. But if you showed an ad. People wearing these weights saying, "This is if we don't stop global warming, this is what everyone's going to be wearing all the time." They would be in two seconds. They'd, they'd get rid of. You yeah, would. People would stop. Would would stop driving
1: gasoline-powered. Cars oh, they jumped out of
0: their car. They they, they 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 wouldn't get on their plane. They wouldn't do uh, anything. Uh, stop eating Not anything beef.
1: that involves uh, uh, fossil fuels. Oh uh, yeah! Immediately stop. Immediately. That's a brilliant uh, thing,
0: Tommy. That could be yeah. the most brilliant advertisement ever, uh, <laughs> and you just came up with it, and we're going to alert the advertising hall of fame. And
1: but, yeah, well, yeah. that's that's definitely you know the so and I, I assume by the time we get our award for that ad campaign, that you know we we'll be able to go to have parties again because the vaccine will be distributed by. Oh yeah, yeah. Name. And so, uh, so, so my question then is, do we wear waiters to the party? You know, I mean, is that would that be funny or would it be awkward? I mean, what do you um,
0: think? I, you know what I think would happen? I think some people would because they would think it was funny, uh, like, oh, we're going to be wearing it. And then we won't. We're going to be wearing our fine tuxes because we know where to draw the line. But right. so we'll, we'll, we'll be very warm in it, uh, to the people who wore them. But I think Yeah. All right. Party- and
1: they will be warm because it's rubber. It has, oh, it's rubber. It's
0: very uncomfortable. Now, if it was the Nobel, which may honor us for that, and we're going to be talking about them much more. I just received another email for them, and we'll discuss on a very oh, uh, another episode. I'm but, curious uh, to see what oh, they're saying. Oh, so much. But- I don't even want to get into it because no. there's so much there. And the Nobel, right. well, you know, you know what we think about it. But if it was a Nobel party, I think everyone's going formal. Uh, not much evidence of waiters there, uh, although it would be waiters bringing delicious hors d'oeuvres with a Scandinavian accent.
1: Oh gosh, yes. And 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 there'll be uh I imagine it'll be smorgasbord. Well, Look, that's their I'm thing. It is not clear what's the difference between a smorgasbord and a buffet. Is it just a Swedish buffet? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying that that's that's the Nobel Prize party and we and 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 I actually do agree with you Scotty. Let's not wear waiters to the party when we get our award for the uh, stopping global warming through our campaign of showing people wearing waders. Uh, right. That don't stop global warming. No, and,
0: and there'll be no reason to. That's the whole point is because of your campaign, it stopped global warming from happening. So right. why it would almost be cruel in a way for those to go, I'm yep. wearing it anyway. So, so I whole, feel,
1: so, yeah. I feel sorry for the wags yeah. a, a, who show up wearing to that party, thinking that that's going to be a great, funny, Gesture to wear waiters, and we'll say, No, no. Uh, I think other people will probably pull them aside and say, No, no. The whole point is, you don't have to wear waiters. And then they and then the guys will say, Yeah, but it's funny, right? I'm wearing waiters, and they and, and then they most-
0: go, No, and then they go, I went to all that trouble. Now it's again, yeah, we're not gonna, but there should be no consequences, it's not like some of these Halloween parties gone bad where people mm-hmm. wear a costume and their intent was not. Uh, to be racist, it, but it's yeah, later, and, but uh, uh,
1: view that they, they were racist, yeah. No, so, th- well, yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. That we won't, we won't, if somebody shows up at our party. Now, this again, let's just make it clear that uh, what we the, the this is not just an ordinary party. This is a celebration of the fact that just now, just on this podcast, we yes. came up with a campaign to end global warming by depicting. What it would like if we don't end it in global warming, we have to wear these large rubber pants (laughs) that are also boots. Yeah,
0: everyone, all the time.
1: Everyone, waiters. It's like, you know, you thought wearing a mask was a a pain. (laughs) Try, you know, how do you even get into them? It, it, uh it, No, and you, you know, yeah. like, you keep, do they? They don't just, you know, because they keep their shape. They don't like become p- normal pants that you can easily. Do you know what I mean? It's. Like, how do I don't Well,
0: how do you get out of them too? I mean, all of this. <laughs> I mean, you. I think you need assistance uh I think, for both. I think, yeah. So it I, really I, is. Yeah, it, p- it makes a mask seem like just the, the easiest thing in the world, which it is actually. Uh But uh, waiters and yeah. So Tommy. Well, once so again, and
1: the point so, being that we, you know, it, 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 the, it, it's a happy time. It's a it's a joyous time. If somebody shows up at the party wearing waiters as a joke or, or thinking that they were ha- making a good joke, we will not um, cancel them or, or, or uh, no, no eschew them in any way. No.
0: And they could stay at the party. No they could stay at the party. Say, Why are you wearing it or, or stay away from them? No, they could eat and drink like the rest of them. And, you know, they're the ones wearing these uncomfortable, hot uh, waiters, but that's, right. that's their only consequence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's and, that's a, and, yeah. I'm glad that, that cool. is the only that exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's how uh, we look at things and uh, the, I think
1: it's going to be a successful party after all. I was a oh, little worried yeah. for a moment because I was just thinking I just felt bad for for that guy, you know, you you, you don't want to be that guy at the party who shows up uh, in wearing wait, waiters when everybody's wearing tuxedos. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah,
0: well, speaking I, of tuxedos, I remember a marvelous story uh, the great George Clooney uh, you know, and, and of course, we've discussed many times that when we do win the Nobel or at the very least when we were the warm up entertainment, we'll be having a lovely, uh, you know, that trip. We're going to continue the trip. We're not going to go right back to the US. So we'll be in Tuscany and Lake Como near George uh, and his wife. And, um, uh, and it reminds me of, uh, you know, he would have these wonderful parties, still does. And he had Walter Cronkite would come to them. And he once told Walter marvelous story uh walter for dinner we all dressed formally so walter you know listening and being respectful comes down in his tux and they're all in their robes laughing uproariously walter fell for it the old tux uh thing so uh that's what we i mean i, I would i would be i'm would like to be at george Coluni's and even be the one who got punked uh and that'd still make me happy
1: wow, wow. scotty I, I i i'm uh I come away from that story with a slightly different take. <laughs> um, Walter Cronkite, I mean, I grew up in the age of of Walter Cronkite. That's the way it is. We've talked yes,
0: about this yes.
1: before how he would end his... We've well, talked about this on this very
0: podcast. Yes, yes.
1: And and uh, the idea that you would play a prank on Walter Cronkite... I mean, I'm glad that it wasn't, hey, we all... Uh, whenever we have dinner, we, we we dress up in ladies' swimsuits. I'm glad they didn't tell him that. No.
0: That would be humiliating. I, be hum- so he looked great, probably. But it was that laugh of drunken guys in robes. Like, hey, but you know what? it's yeah you know, i agree with you tommy anything that would have been uh speak of humiliation or anything of walter just to, revere him. who needs to play
1: pranks on people like why do you have to play a prank on somebody? Uh, i guess but you got a you bunch of fellas you and... someplace you don't want to be the guy who everybody plays a prank on well oh, can
0: i just say tommy i don't like pranks i've never liked pranks i've never gone for that as a yeah. kid even it never appealed to me uh you know at all so yeah me I, too mean, yeah, i don't like know oh, here's yeah. a funny we're gonna leave and you're not gonna know we're here no i don't know there's no need for that yeah yeah that, the, uh, uh,
1: um uh, well pranks are the idea uh, there's jokes pranks just the whole thing like i want to do a pr- i'm gonna how do you do it do you do a prank or you commit a prank what what's the verb for prank you're just maybe you prank somebody, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Right? Perform so, even you've heard performer prank. Well, that's a little more formal. Uh, even that now, This is a movie.
1: part of a conversation. There's yeah. a lot of people, a lot of guys in particular, yeah. not so many women, but guys who would at this point, at this juncture, they would start rattling off their favorite prank oh, the thing we did to this guy. And uh, oh, 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 we really fixed his wagon, as they say. You know, yeah. here's one of my one of the most interesting pranks that says so much. And this is about, I, I have a friend who went to Harvard and you hear this prank a lot from school, from people who go to these very elite schools. Um, and what it was and how it goes is there's a guy in the dorm, right? who Who's really obnoxious about something. That, it, it, the person always has to be accused of being obnoxious or in some way, he, he was asking for it, right? That's yeah. always that's, that's, that's always the way the story is set up. So he's, he's uh, this guy, he was really proud of his, whatever it was, his uh, VW car or something like that. It was some kind of a, you know, he just loved it, kept it in perfect condition, really, really kind of shiny. And it was, anyway, one day they take the VW apart and piece by piece, they reassemble it in the guy's dorm room, wow. have you heard of this prank being done?
0: Uh, no, that when okay. I, I, I it yeah.
1: this I, this is first person account of, from a friend of mine who who helped helped that process who was involved in that playing of the prank, and I thought to myself, I says to myself, that's such a that's such a um, elite school kind of a prank because it involves so much work, like you have to <laughs> disassemble a car carefully. And 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 carry. I mean, and the engine is room, huge, uh, he- hugely heavy. Yeah. Like, and then you somehow and then reassemble it in a in a small dorm room so that that so that the car. It's almost like the the Harvard version of the the severed horse's head and the Godfather. It's kind of like that. You open the. door... No, is this oh the my-
0: engine was assembled because I mean you can't no, take a whole car. The entire
1: car, Scotty. Was reassembled in the person's. Do- you have to understand the dorm rooms are pretty big at heart. I was going to say, the even seats.
0: for a small car, yeah, suites. A- and it was, oh well, a- yes. wow, that is so, that it's is not the a-
1: engine. The engine would be just ugly, and, and yeah, what a- that goes what a- beyond what a, a- cr- creepy thing to do. But it was the entire car completely reassembled.
0: Well, that seems to me it's gone beyond a prank where it's like the ones doing it are have been pranked because they're going well, as you say, all this work and they're assembling and this. At a certain point, it's like. So what's the prank? You, I mean, so you did all this stuff, and it's,
1: Scotty, you yeah. raise such yeah. a good point. Who is the pranker and who yeah. is the pranked? Yeah, uh, I mean that. If if I if if it happened to me, I would I, I I I hope I would be as wise as you in that moment, Scotty, and I would turn and with a with a, a, a lust a a, a deep throated laugh, uh, is that the right word? A deep throated laugh, um,
0: uh, or maybe a hearty a hearty, hearty laugh. Laugh. yeah.
1: Um, full, a full-throated full Full-throated, is- hearty laugh Yeah, um, I, I, I would say it, 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 uh, uh, for I am the prankster and you are the pranked for it is you who have gone to the trouble of disassembling and reassembling the car my beloved VW in, in, and, 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 and they would look and they would go no, 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 you still got pranked and, they, and, and then you go, yeah, but you're now going to have to take it apart and put it back
0: together again, down yeah. The so, the amount of work, whatever slight prank element was there, was so uh, overwhelmed, outweighed by the, the, the sheer amount of work. So, I, <laughs> I, I think again, as you say, Tommy, I think the guy whose car was really it was no effect. But I don't like the pranks. In fact, the only time I engaged in something remotely like that was at Northwestern. I remember my freshman year, I believe it was, and I think somebody had there had been maybe a theft in one of the rooms. We had these four single rooms. Uh, in the Foster Walker complex with one bathroom and and single rooms, which was a nice perk is, you know, to have. And so there had been a break. in And uh, I believe that there was, uh, and I, there was a very nice guy uh, next door to me. And I, the the prank was uh, I and somebody else would go up to my room, which was right next to it and very loud. It's so comically loud and ridiculous. I thought no one could believe it. I wasn't trying to pull something over. I thought this is really, I said, okay, we've been breaking into other uh, dorm rooms and now we're breaking into this one. Okay, we're going to be breaking... I mean, literally it was that kind Wait, of level what? of subtlety that I was saying out loud. So someone would hear it, you know, okay, we're breaking in now. Okay. Right, but why? Uh, okay, oh, just so- a, I, I think it was it certainly wasn't to fool someone just thinking no. uh, maybe the guy would, you know, I, if, otherwise I would have done it differently. But that wow. the guy next door actually thought, because he was in his room, that he heard... That's these guys are trying to break in. And even though I made it so over the top that you wouldn't believe it. And he I remember him saying, uh, if you don't stop, I'm going to yell noise, noise, noise. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget that. And I couldn't believe it because here I am, not a guy who likes that kind of thing. But I just it was a spur of the moment. Like it was a silly Wait, thing. So over the Okay, top, Scotty, he believed it. So uh, let's
1: let's break this down just a little bit more because i'm I'm imagining our listeners being a little as confused as, as i am so just to just to be clear i love the i love this story by the way uh because uh, again I, I uh my uh, this you know that it, it's 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 less elaborate by the way that that car thing the mit uh kids i call them kids uh they did the same thing with the um police car the the mit campus police car they disassembled it and reassembled it on top of the dome this famous dome at mit wow so what so let's contrast that yeah with the story you're telling
0: mine required no work at all it wasn't even any thought it was a spur of the moment thing like there had been this one theft uh, and I'm going to just ridiculously. Okay, so there had
1: been a, a theft.
0: Some something and someone so, in someone's okay, room. Okay, so that's yeah. real.
1: That wasn't. That, that was real. In okay, let me just get this clear. Yeah. In, in your dorm.
0: Uh, I guess well, one I of the rooms. Yeah, a
1: theft. Right. It was the talk of Northwestern University at that at that time. I, I assume Probably. Yes. And, and uh, so, so you assume that other people were aware of it. So now what, how did you get involved in,
0: in, in I like- don't, you know, I think it was because then the, the next door neighbor was very close. You know, the rooms are close together. Yeah. I guess it was a spur of the moment thing thing. It was me and someone else thinking we're going to pretend that we're the guy breaking in. But again, it was so over the top. Cause we just kept saying, Yes, well it was, you know, we broke into the other place and now we're gonna be I mean it was on the yeah, level yeah. V- so we're break words, into this
1: thing talking now. like the worst break-in uh, artists ever right, and
0: loud enough so that people could hear it. There was no attempt to be yeah. you know oh so God,
1: it's it you know, was no whispering on many levels. But first of all, no. let me just say that sounds like one of the most comical uh um, pranks I've ever heard in my life so just just to be clear that is well and again I'm not a it's in two important ways Scotty yeah. one is that you were saying loudly you were admitting to this crime which no no uh, actual thief would ever do right you're doing it loudly so others can hear like imagine a thief saying well <clears throat> Uh, huh, another day, another stolen dollar. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll just open this, uh, un- jam the locker or whatever they do to, you know, and sing it out loud. Well, but that was I mean, what we were it's doing. It's a brilliant thing. prank. But, yeah. but what you're saying is the next door neighbor actually thought it was real and then – could you just repeat what he yelled?
0: Well, that was my favorite part of it. Uh, and again, it, in no way would I be the kind of person to go, I want to make him worried and think he's going breaking in because that was so over the top. Uh, but he, and that that was the best part to me, where he, from his room, said, if you don't stop this, I'm going to yell. Yeah, I'm going to make, I'm going to make, yeah, I'm going to make some noise. Oh. But instead of, you know, <laughs> which is the great, you know, And but, but his way of making noise was to say the word noise. <laughs> Is as good a word as that? Noise, noise. noise. <laughs> so that was my <laughs> I favorite think of thing. Any yet.
1: other word besides, yeah, yeah. make noise. You might as well say the word noise. Scotty, this, this is one of the most fascinating pranks I've ever heard. Far, far more interesting than the reassembled VW.
0: Well, and it always cracked me up. And again, I, we were so shocked everyone that that he took it seriously. But um, but, but was talked it, about but
1: it. Here's the other thing. Now yeah. you you weren't intentionally targeting this person oh no 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 no. that's why harvard were intentionally and always these stories and they're always like this there's a number of just you know you know elaborate college prank stories that become super elaborate at at the higher level of the college and it's always involves this assumption it's always assumed that the person who is pranked really had it coming because they were Really obnoxious about something, you know, or like they really were proud of something. But in this case, Scotty, this is just a random next door neighbor. You weren't really targeting anybody. Oh, no, exactly.
0: No, the way I looked at it was as a, really as a comedy sketch in a sense, really like we're going to just do something so silly and funny and over the top that we didn't expect, like we're going to really convince them that someone's breaking in. So it shocked me when yeah, he responded. And I immediately, by the way, obviously, we blew, you know, we said what was going on as opposed to this marvelous movie I spoke of last week or two weeks ago, Little Fugitive, 1953, the yeah. groundbreaking independent film, where, not giving it away, but the no. premise of it is uh, this 12-year-old's older brother uh, pranks that he's been shot, and the, this leads into what the kid does that whole day, and they don't tell him, obviously. So that was the whole basis what of was all uh, based on a
1: prank.
0: Yeah, that led to the whole thing, so... Uh, so this thing was, I don't consider a prank. It was just a silly sketch that we well, didn't take, I think you could, to take you seriously. Could,
1: yeah, a prank does require some a malice of forethought. I oh, think. yeah.
0: And there was none of that, certainly. Um, uh, and,
1: and, and that Well, that's the point, Scotty.
0: That's the point.
1: Why can't everybody be like you and just do random uh, uh, pranks that don't involve disassembling people's Oh No, no. And, no. and then no. reassembling them in their dorm room
0: you know that i I can't even imagine that that could be done and that's but it is a typical thing they would do there and then just talk about it forever Uh, well you know
1: and it's all and i've heard other people do that and i've actually called out people because they it always the story is the guy had it coming and it's and they never really explain why the person had it coming and if if whatever whatever they did was in any way commensurate for what with whatever they you know it's just maybe the guy was Trying to, be, you know, he just didn't fit in or something like that. I, I really, I really feel um, like we need to know the the uh, the guys who get pranked a lot better than we do because once we hear it through, when somebody who did the prank describes uh, these people, they're always deserving of the prank. I'm not so sure that's true. And I, I, no, I no no I, 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 and I I'm an advocate
0: for the prank. Yes, we, well, that we need we more of pranked. that. To- yeah. And it was the hear it from they hear their stories. Uh, and I that's why, with my case, hear their uh, truth, uh, Scotty. Yeah, their truth. In my case, I went right to the person who made noise and immediately told him it was a, a joke. And he laughed. And but he said, oh, wow, he did? I really laughed. He, oh, immediately. But he thought, wow, I really believed it. And we were stunned that because it was almost like trying to do the worst overacting possible. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you're in a certain uh, frame of mind, not to say that I might not have been the same uh no but the same in his situation would, too. in a
1: way though it was more successful than the than the story of the reassembled vw because th- there's never a, a, also there's never a description of how the guy reacts like because maybe maybe that's just makes them feel bad that's why you know his reaction is like oh my god my car is in, it's in my dorm you guys yeah. don't really like me do you You guys went to all that trouble just to make it hard on me. Like what, you know?
0: That's a great point, Tommy. All people talk about the pranksters or the prank, but going forward, uh, as we wind down for today, let's think of the the one who's been pranked in their situation. How do they? get by after that, how were they affected? What did happen
1: to that card? I mean, who did they really go to the trouble of disassembling it and reassembling it on this? Well, again, it's
0: so beyond a prank. It seems like the ones who did it were the ones, as we said, were pranks. But uh, fascinating hearing that kind of a collegiate prank uh segment which you don't hear anywhere else no along with everything else we talked i think about. we said the word prank more than most podcasts oh more than a year all, more than i've ever said in my life uh you know i think i've gone years many years without saying it You've and we would said, said it so many times i can't so many remember. times f- 18 i think You're 18 late. to okay, 19 you each. count good uh well i have a prank meter uh, <laughs> on the wall never use it no case, finally
1: you put it to use. Well, Scotty, uh, it's now 36 minutes into a 30 minute show. So I'm going to say on this, on that, on that prankish note, (laughs) if that's even a word, uh, I remain Tom Saunders.
0: And I am sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. And we are getting through